podcast, I sit down with Laura Hamilton in this episode, a school teacher for more than 20 years. She's got a lot to say, and I've got a lot to ask her. Hey, check this one out. I think you're really going to like it. I may not be a mom, but I do own a soda shop that helps give them their fix. I'm sitting down with Utah moms to find out their stories, their passions, and their truths. This is Salt Lake Moms. But what I found is that thirst is on your way to everywhere. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, tell me the life of Laura. Like, what do you do, and how did you end up what you're doing, what you're doing, and um, like that? I, I went to. Well, I'm I'm from Salt Lake. I've always lived in Salt Lake. I went to born and raised here. Uh huh. Born and raised okay. here, and I went to the U and graduated in education, and I teach elementary school, and. It's just, it's a great experience. It's fun to be with the kids. I've always been here, but I love to travel. So I've been to some pretty cool places. Um, Taj Mahal is one of my favorite places. I've been to Egypt, I've been to India, I've been to Thailand, I've been to China. So as much as I'm a homebody girl yeah. from here and stayed here, I love to see the rest of the world. Well, I want to ask you a bunch of questions about being a teacher, but first, like, why have you anchored in Utah? Why have you always stayed here and never left? Um, my family's here. Really? Yeah, the only... The only one of us who has ever gone long-term was my one brother, and he's even back now, too. So okay. everybody's here, and I love it here. I love the mountains. I love the weather, except when it gets too hot. <laughs> <laughs> I love to ski. I love to water ski. I love boating. So it's just, I think it's hard to leave Utah. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that left for a while, and everybody comes back. Yep. So you've lived here for so long. What about for maybe if we could bring value to someone like, you know, uh, who just barely moved to Utah, like what are some fun things they can do? Oh, like, my goodness. Is it endless? For yeah, it's endless. <laughs> I mean, if it's summer, you can go boating, you can go hiking, you can go to the mountains. There are tons of awesome places. Even if you don't want to do like major hikes, go up the canyon, have a barbecue. There are tons of pools. There are quite a few beaches, actually. You can get up to Bear Lake. That's one of my very favorite places. The water is amazing color and the beaches are great when the water's up high enough. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and if it's winter, you can ski. They've got ice skating rinks. It's, there's, there's just kind of endless stuff you can do. Do you have any, time. like, signature spots? Like, like a, even just, like, a um, joint or, like, fun little area to go? Well, Bear Lake. We love okay. Bear Lake. Bear um, I was Yeah, I was lucky nice. enough to have a best friend whose family has a cabin up there. Okay. So I grew up going up to their cabin, and it feels like it's my cabin, but nice. it's not my cabin. <laughs> <laughs> you wish, right? I wish. <laughs> okay, well, I want to dig into um, what you do. So you're a teacher. Tell us what grade you teach and your experience kind of you know, okay. doing it. How long have you been doing it? 25 years. Jeez. I know. Same school? Same school. No That's way. so rare these days. No, you I, with, have you been there the longest in the school? Not quite. Really? There's one teacher who's been there ahead of me. And when I got there, I was the baby. I was 23, had just graduated because I went on study abroad a couple times, so that yep. made me graduate a little later. <laughs> um, and the teacher who, th they thought they were full. They didn't think they had any openings. And a teacher had had a baby over the summer and decided she didn't want to come back. She decided on back to school night. Jeez. And so the principal just kind of said, there's an opening. And my cute across the street neighbor, um, called me as soon as she got home because she had kids at the school and she said, hey, there's an opening. And um, so I went down the very next morning. That was a Thursday. I went down Friday. They interviewed me Saturday 
and I got the job the day before school started. Jeez. And I've been there ever since. No way. <laughs> but it's the school I went to. My family, we live in the neighborhood, so it's my same school. So if you count the years that I was there as a student, it's like what? 25 plus 7? Jeez. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> what grade is it? 5th and 6th grade. Has it always been 5th and 6th? No. I taught 4th. A student taught 4th, and then I taught 4th for 2 years, and then I had a 4, 5, 6, and that was really, really hard. Really? And then it's been 5th and 6th ever since. Here's a question, like, a teacher who's been there that long, like, do you think that there's a point where, like, you know, like... After, you know, so many years, you're just gaining experience, experience, experience. Do you think at a point where it kind of goes downhill, you're like, I'm just tired of this? Or you never, you think you won't hit that? Or I think when I hit that, it's time to quit. Yep. Because it's not fair to the kids. For lack of a better word, they're stuck there all day. Yep. And you know what it's like when you're around somebody that doesn't want to be where they are. Yeah. And it just... Do you feel like a lot of teachers are, have that attitude? or? I think that there are some, sometimes, I think a teacher can have a hard year and then bounce back and be, you know, perfectly happy and amazing to be there the next year. Um, I think that most of most teachers, when they get tired, they know and they get out yeah. because it isn't fair to the kids. I think there are probably some that stick around too long, but we don't have any of those at our school. Yeah. So thoughts on just the education system as a whole, especially for that those specific couple of grades, like what has been your experience? Like, do you like, like things like the curriculum and how it's taught and see like direct results from it or what you say I like the solid stuff I like the stuff that's real I like when you can bring new experiences to a kid or help them make a new connection that they haven't made before um, I get tired of um, I'll say the district for want of a better word but it could be anybody over us that isn't in the classroom every day that um, when they come up with something that they think is new and they try to get everybody to do it, and you do it, and it crashes and burns, and they say that it's the teacher's fault. And you think, no, we did this 10 years ago. It had a different name, and it didn't work then either, but we gave it a good go for you again. So I get a little tired of that, but the day-to-day in the classroom with the kids, I don't get tired of that. Yeah. It is interesting, though. The, um, there's been a shift um, in student attitude more than behavior. Um, in the last few years, and I really do think it has a lot to do with too much screen time. Really? Yeah. Why do you say that? Um, they... You mean social media? Social media in particular, that's tricky, because they never ever leave their friends and go home to just their families, because they take their friends home with them in their pockets, and then they, they interact all the time, and I think it's good for kids to have a break from everyone they interact with all the time, and they're, they're never getting that break. Yep. Um, and then I think that there is bullying that can occur online like that even even not necessarily kids who intend to make somebody else feel bad but if you post a bunch of pictures from your birthday party and the one kid who wasn't invited or the five kids who weren't invited see those pictures they feel differently and it isn't that the person shouldn't post pictures of their birthday party because that would just be silly but it isn't it didn't used to be in their faces all the time Mm -hmm. and I think it would be nice if these younger kids anyway didn't have as much access to all of it all the time so so do you does the school have comfort like cause when I went to school there was no conversations about social media at all or like even online stuff has it shifted even over the last couple of years we talk about it all the time really it comes up all the time like? well for one thing we have to decide what we're going to do about their devices when we 
come across them. You know, yep. do you take it automatically when you see it? Do you wait until you hear it? Yep. Do you make them keep them in their lockers? Stuff gets stolen out of lockers. Even at a great school like ours, kids take stuff that isn't theirs. Yep. Um, and so there's sort of that dilemma. And then a lot of times you get people who, I have had kids in my class whose parents depend on them being able to use their phones to let their parents know they got home safely. So if something happens at school and I've had to take the phone away, what happens then? Do I just give the phone back at the end of the day? Do I not take their phone? How do you balance what's fair for all kids versus what's fair for kids who actually have a need and not just a desire to have their phone on them all the time? So it can be tricky because you don't want to come in the way of a child's safety, but you can't have that phone going off all day. And you can't have kids texting people during class when you don't know what's going on. I mean, if they're in my room, I'm supposed to be in charge of knowing what's going on. And if I can't know because it's going on in cyberspace, it creates um, an unstable situation. So. Well, okay. Speaking of like student safety, and I know there's like a you know a big <laughs> thing around that. Like, what how what are yep. your thoughts on like just school <laughs> safety and like the system put in place to? Well, I'm not currently packing, nor do I have a concealed carry permit. Um, <laughs> Is that not the case for other teachers? Do you know, I don't know. I don't ask at school. Um, I, it's not my business. We've never had an incident like that. Although we did find a bullet on the playground, but a kid said he had found it hiking and brought it to school to show his friends. It was not a good I- idea. So, you know, kids, if you're listening, don't bring ammunition don't do to that. school. and Keep it at home. Or just leave it on the ground where you found it and tell the ranger. But um, we talk about it in class. Um, We talk about it every time it comes up in the media, every time there is another national tragedy. We've had way too many of them. So you have a conversation with the kids about it? Sure. How do those go? Usually pretty well. Mostly my job is to just reassure them that I would do everything I could to keep them safe, that I would get between them and the bad guy. We also have a conversation about how we can't live our lives being afraid and that truly there's nothing you can do ahead of time to necessarily stop something that is inevitable. You know, if somebody's willing to put their life on the line to hurt me, that I can't really stop them from being willing to do that. I can do what I can to protect myself. You know, we keep the classroom door locked when it's shut unless we put the pin in so the kids can come and go. (laughs) Um, And we have lockdown drills and things like that. But I try to make it as much of a non-issue. You know, reassure them, you're as safe as you're going to be, you don't need to worry. And then I always say, when you need to worry, I'll tell you. Other than that, you can leave the worry to me. Because they, when they're scared, they can't learn anything. But What is your... What, what's kind of been, like, your takeaway of, like, kids that age after being a function? Oh, they're like, great. They're great. They are, they are still young enough that they get caught up in the wonder of things, um, and they're so capable. They can do so much more than is generally expected of them. If you give them the opportunity, they can really run with it. And it's fun to see different kids step into leadership roles. We try to 
juggle that leadership around so that everybody gets a turn, even the kids who don't really want one. And it's really fun. I keep my kids for two years. So I have them as fifth graders, and then I get new fifth graders every year, but my fifth graders become my sixth graders. So I get to see ridiculous amounts of growth and not just height, although some of them shoot up. This last year, two of them caught up to me. <laughs> I know, dang it is right. I'm like, wait, are you as tall as I am? Shoot. <laughs> but, you know, generally they're, they're still really happy. Sometimes I have a kid or two that's struggling with grown-up issues, anxiety, depression, stuff like that. Um, but most of the time they're still pretty carefree and can still enjoy the kids stuff, which I think is great. Um, sometimes they're growing up too fast, but most of the time, I'm lucky I still have kids. Do they kind of feel like like your little guys? Like Most of the really? time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have kids that I've taught that grew up to be great friends that I see, you know, fairly regularly. Um, and some that still come back to say hi when they're back in town. And uh-huh. It's fun to see where they go when they grow all the way up. Yeah. So... Cool. Well, um, what do you, do you, I don't know what kind of context to put this around, but like, millennials are lazy. Like, is that a thing <laughs> you see, you feel like, or is it not? Is that just like a internet thing? What's going I on with don't that? think millennials collectively are lazy. I do think they're getting a little bit of bad rap, and occasionally I'll say, is it oh, their fault though? Millennials. Like, they're, you know. No, I think. And I haven't put a ton of thought into this, so I could change my mind. But I think that millennials are a lot more willing to embrace change. I don't know whether it's because some of them haven't been ushered out of their uh, safety zone of mommy and daddy yet, or or what the situation is, because I'm not one. But it seems like they're they have an easier time adapting to change, so they're not as concerned about keeping things status quo. And so I think they're willing to just do what they want to do. They're not so worried about a safety net. And I think that changes the way that older people see their level of commitment to things. Because if somebody's willing to kind of go here, go there, try this or try that, you kind of wonder, well, are they really serious about this? But, I mean, then you see millennials like, you guys killing it. And it's, it's not because you're not responsible and it's not because you're lazy. So I think it's probably an unfair description to say they're lazy all right well i always end with this but what's laura's piece so it's your conclusion based on something it's some advice you have for someone based on things you've done like something you know for sure um that you could let everyone know and maybe end with okay i tell the kids when they're having a bad day that i want them to think about the worst day they have ever had the worst day their very worst day I maybe they woke up late maybe they spilled their cereal maybe mom and dad are getting a divorce maybe somebody they love is sick and I say so is that day today and inevitably it usually isn't and I say okay so you have already survived the worst day you've ever had how did you do that and eventually we talk about just hanging in there a little bit longer because eventually things bounce and you get better and um, I try to tell them that the next time your worst day comes along, remember you survived the last one, you're going to survive the next one. Hang in there. Because it's a scary world sometimes, but it's a pretty great world most of the time. I love that. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much. Thank you're you. The best. This was fun. <laughs> All my kids be, be in your class. <laughs> Send them, I'll take them. <laughs> you're the best. Thank you so much. Laura. Hey, Salt Lake City, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Let us know what you think. Share it with your friends. Spread the love.